Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Zach Russell. Zach Russell, how the hell are you? I'm great. Thanks Good. for having me, Brian. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I know I follow you online on Instagram. You're Zach Russell Comedy. Mm-hmm. And at Twitter, it just rolls right off the tongue. You are Russell underscore underscore mania. <laughs> Double <laughs> underscore rolls right off the tongue. Uh, because uh, Russell Mania was sweeping the nation before the pandemic did. It was. And now I'm trying to replace, I'm trying to replace WrestleMania as what, with my comedy. That's what I, that's my bio for now. Yes. Well, I fucking love it. And you also have your own, your own channel on the YouTube, your Zach Russell comedy. Yes, correct. And that's where you've been kind of replacing your standup. And I know you recently were at the fifth borough comedy fest. Yeah. Yeah. I was. You are, yeah, you are, yeah. You are still doing it, but in the meantime, you're trying to supplement it with some digital comedy, some online videos. Yeah, have, yeah, I'm focusing mainly on digital right now. Yeah, the, the Staten Island Comedy Festival held in New Jersey. Yeah, that was weird. I had uh, John Kirshner on. Yeah, and I was trying to suss out what the Fifth Borough is. So, is Fifth Borough Staten or is it Jersey? Fifth Borough Staten, Sixth Borough is Jersey. Uh, uh, but I think for tax purposes, I don't know why he uh, uh, he decided to relocate. It was at the Wawa Social Club, uh, which great show. You know, glad he put it on. A uh, lot of Native American stuff at the Wall Social Club. A lot of oh. like headdresses, red skin, like pretty, you know, behind the times. Um, but great show, you know. Glad, glad to have done it and uh, and burn that bridge just now <laughs> <laughs> with the Wawa Social Club, not with yes. John. Yes, I try to get the the ear to the ground. You know, the in the aggregate, how is comedy looking? Like listening to, I think he caught fifty of the sets or whatever. He says, "Dude, it's great, man. The comedy's fucking great right now. Yeah. Everybody's ditching their old tired shit and coming up with new stuff." It feels like you can't return to what you were doing, based on everything that's happening. It would be kind of a rejection of time moving forward. Like you can't keep doing. I feel that way. That's why I feel more liberated to post all these bits that I was doing online because. I might do them, you know, if I have to do a long set, but if I go to an open mic or a show, I'm not talking about the thing I talked about before I only lived inside. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I suppose if it's autobiographical, you even have to do it through the COVID lens now. Because even John Kirshner was like, yeah, I mean, I could still take my daughter to school, but, you know, she's only going to school X, Y, and Z days a week because of COVID. And so everything is kind of altered because of COVID. So even back in the day, you were in a, I think in, during college, you were in a, a really fucking cool club that would be pretty difficult inside. You were parkour. Parkour. Zach Russell was parkour, right? <laughs> I was in a parkour. It wasn't a club technically for insurance purposes. The school didn't want to put that in their in their coverage those kids doing backflips off the chem building oh, but yeah. uh so we weren't a club we were a, a, a an assembly at a group i don't know but we i was in the parkour club you do a lot of things in college to make friends and i <laughs> did parkour and i i separated my shoulder i had to get stitches on my shins my parents oh, my legitimately thought i was like depressed yeah. and just killing myself in the slowest way possible yeah my lord, it sounds like maybe you were if you needed parkour to get friends, right? I mean, did it work? Did you That's find some cool point. people? Uh, no, I actually got hazed <laughs> out of the club. <laughs> How do you get hazed out of parkour? Because they, you like separated your shoulders? Like, you're, you're bad at this, dude. We got to haze this motherfucker out of here. Well, it was, you know, I call it hazing. They call it initiation. It was a hellish <laughs> parade of virgins into Boston. 
And we all, you know, it's like these kids, I found out about parkour, I majored in computer science. I found out about parkour through the computer science kids. So this yes. gives you the caliber of people. Like this isn't, there was the guy who led the club. He was a black belt in karate. He was ripped. He was small. He was Italian. He could do a flip standing from the, he was, he was amazing. He's a power lifter. Yeah. And then everyone else who joined the club was it like in Comp Sci 101? We're just we're, we're we're pimply. We're just a bunch of guys who saw American Ninja Warrior and were like, that could be us. And what was it? The head guy, the hard ass, who was kind of like putting everybody through the hazing, or was it everybody else thinking, yes, "I've never you, been part of a club you know, before. Like, we should haze people." Like any, that's funny. Yeah, this is the thing clubs do. Um, <laughs> we're nerds. We won't be in any other clubs. Might as well do it. Yeah, chess club certainly hazes their members. <laughs> um, no, so what did this mother, I mean, he like any organization, you have kind of like a hierarchy where it starts with this guy, but then people start to buy into this guy's bullshit, right? Yeah. They start powerlifting. They start, there's always those buff comp sci guys in the gym. There's just a few of them where you're like, you're going to be a millionaire yeah. and, and you're going to be ripped and your life is, you're just, it's, you're almost autistic how well you're doing. <laughs> and... So, so that was kind of the, the the group. There were some nerds. Some people had been indoctrinated, and and the mission, the 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 night was like, they just told us to meet up at the train uh, to get the last train into Boston. This is when I I lived in Boston and went to Boston College. Is where this all happened. Oh gosh. Uh, and we went into Boston. Uh, we caught the last train out. He told us to bring sweatshirts and stuff. We weren't going to be sleeping all night. And on the train there, he was like, if you laugh you get a point. If you smile, you get a point. You don't want points. And we're like, all right. And when we got off the train, he told us to get on our hands and knees and crawl backwards up the subway stairs, no. uh, which I guess was half exercise and half parkour. And then yeah. he's like, ah, we're just fucking with you guys. We're just going to go around the city doing parkour all night. And then we're going to watch the sunrise at a diner. I'm like, that sounds like bullshit. I don't want to do this. Why? I mean, that sounds like it's a, no, I mean, dude. It's you. If you've done park, you're literally jumping around yeah, at at two a.m. at yeah. and after three a.m. There's no such thing as like, oh, this is such a sick spot. No one's thinking that. Everyone's <laughs> like, it's us and homeless people uh, roaming around the streets. It's not a very fun vibe. And so these are cool all cops in, like in the bar in the bar district at like midnight or something. It might be fun because you have an audience. It feels hip. Yeah. Feels alive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like we're this we're like some post-apocalyptic band of idiots like yeah. doing jumping jacks on a children's playground at 3 a.m. I mean, but it beats the alternative. I mean, for a secondary, it could have gotten pretty sick. I mean, going up fucking stairs backwards like subway <laughs> stairs, that's disgusting. It could have been so much worse. <laughs> that's true. I did think the points were going to come into play. Someone was going to get, you know paddled i don't know oh yeah so uh, nothing happened with the points even man nothing happened with up. the points i know he it was a it was not only was it was it uh an annoying experience it was it was poorly orchestrated <laughs> yeah because i mean the whole whole way there you're wearing like for us i was in a fraternity and we they had just almost got kicked off the campus for hazing or whatever so we were the class where the pledge brother i mean the brothers the uh -huh. older brothers they were disappointed they couldn't haze us 
So the whole I time, would be disappointed. Oh yeah, and so at the end of the week, I was like, "This was bullshit." Like everybody had to get get up and give this big old speech. I'm like, "Dude, either haze us or shut the fuck up about missing hazing us. Like make these activities meaningful. Like they sp- p- still put that metal confetti on the ground and we had to sleep on it. Like it's like." And so they're like, "All right, well, the, how a fraternity works is if you bitch about something, you have to fix it." So then I was elect elected to the pledge week for the filing fucking thing, and I had to make up all these meaningful activities. So it's fucking yeah. It could have been worse, Zach Russell. You could have been planning the following hazing ritual <laughs> for yourself were you like digging your own grave oh no like yeah just for the next one like i was so pissed off about the week that i talked shit at the end and uh, so for the next pledge class i had to plan it so i did okay. plan it with these other people but then i never attended it because fuck up i transferred so i went <laughs> to five yeah i went to five like four colleges in three and a half years so that was me but yeah so after that were you traumatized by the whole thing and it's got you smoking tons of weed now like ptsd it was actually one of the, it was it was legitimately like I was not. I was also having other issues in college and just like making friends and stuff. So I was. Le- I was legitimately not happy. I was exhausted. Yeah. There was one guy on the trip who had a midterm the next day. I'm like, "You're retarded. What are you doing? This, yeah. You're a, you're a sophomore in college. You're." So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that uh, experience. Um, yeah, I do. I do smoke a lot of weed. Uh, I don't know. It. It's just. What else do you do right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 producing stuff online. I guess I'm 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 writing things. I'm putting it online. But there's so many hours in the day uh, that that it's just so easy to to smoke away. I do use weed like like Adderall, kind of. Okay, it may it helps you focus or no? It helps me focus. I think it doesn't allow me to. I get so bored. I get so like ADD that the only thing I can do is like work out or write or film something. Other everything else is meaningless because I'm like this is really dumb. My mind is is in so many places. It kind of hones me in, uh, yeah. which is probably not not healthy. If you like need need something, you know, you need a substance. Um, but that's you know that's been my life, and I wanna I want this to be a time capsule, Brian Cobb, I mean- <laughs> of, of my life. But if it legitimately, like if the alter, it sounds like if your brain is all over the place, maybe you do have something that would normally be remedied by AD, Adderall or whatever the fuck it is. And so weed is probably healthier than Adderall, I would think. Yeah, it could. I would agree with that. I would. The only problem is Adderall, you actually get stuff done. You actually accomplish things. Weed, like I made dinner one night when I was super high and like that was my night. I was like, man, this is living. It was a good dinner. It was, you know, there was a lot of pots and stuff on the oh. stove. Oh, yeah. I'm watching all these fucking cooking videos. I was like, dude, I don't own any pots. Like, like I have OCD such that, like, I won't even go in the kitchen because I don't want to fucking, like, check the oven after I use it and shit. Mm. And so, like, I probably should be on something like weed or whatever. But I'm watching all these cooking shows just because it's like, oh, man, that would be good if I knew how to make that shit. Um, but um, it's such a fucking, like, it would take weed to, like, do all the fucking shit they're doing. There's, like, 85 steps to cooking, dude. Like, yeah, I'm it's actually kind proud of, of your accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of you're committing you're committing to to only being able to mentally focus on one thing, and so you can now do that one thing, right? Instead of being able to just just sit there bored out of your out of your mind, like you'll you'll have to focus because you'll almost feel paralyzed if you don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I I think it sounds pretty solid, man. Like, is it just because of the pandemic? Like, before you were filling, it's. I mean, it sounds like after a disappointing college experience where you should have done what I did, which is fucking, you know, going to four schools in three and a half years. That's that sounds the, healthy. Yeah, that's the weed ADD version of that. Just remedy it by transferring it. But at some point, you found comedy, and so like that must have kind of uh, 
that must have been nice to find your crew of people where you could kind of go around and make each other laugh. Well, I did. I was in a comedy group in at college too, and that was, you know, I, I it's funny because I joined parkour after that, even because I thought I don't know, I needed more friends. I was an idiot, uh, but I loved the comedy group, and that's what introduced me to stand. It was a sketch and improv group called Asinine, and it was, uh, it was great. I mean, Amy Poehler was in uh, Fleabag, so that's always the one that's talked about. But I swear to God, if I don't dro- die of a drug overdose or get famous, Asinine's going to be known. <laughs> Asinine's going to be in some obituary somewhere. Yes. And so, um, I mean, you guys were fucking cool, so it made you think that, oh, man, this is a lot of fun. And is that why you moved to New York City or no? Yeah, I started, I mean, that's why I, I stayed in Boston for a few years, you know, doing stand-up and, and you know, meeting other people who do comedy and just getting more in the world. And then ultimately, yeah, moving to New York. There's a big talent drain. Not that, I, not that I'm capital <laughs> T talent. But, you know, there's a big drain because it's there's this the ceiling so high the ta- everyone's so good here. It yeah. was um, it was humbling. It was it was like really inspiring when I first moved here. You see some of the best comics in the world. And so it was uh, it was really awesome when I moved here. I'm like, geez, I really have to be serious about this now. And so you reacted to that by going to, you know, three mics a night or whatever. And at some point you got good enough where that was no longer or just the pandemic happened. So now you can't even go to three mics a night and do four shows a night or whatever. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I mean, I would try to go to a mic and a show a night. I think that would be I think the hanging out. It's so it's so weird. I'm talking about this like it's uh, like it's in a museum somewhere, like like we're sociologists <laughs> exploring a past history. Yes. But it, it it really I mean, hanging out and, and just not being known as a dick and being able to talk to people is as important as being funny. So you have yeah. to have both. Um, the good thing about being only online is people can just see your work for your work. You don't have to hang out with them. They like your shit. You're like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I no longer have to be a good hang. That's so funny. But even there has to be like a mood element to it. I had Maddie Smith on it. She said something like, "Yeah, when you're, when you, when, oh yeah, she's fucking hilarious. She's like, when you, when you're on four shows a night, you're guaranteed to kill it at least once or something. Yes. And so that yes. would be kind of a mood uplift for her. Whereas you know, other people, I suppose, could get it via Twitter or whatever. Like, are you kind of applying your, you know, like Joe Pontillo is one of the one of the prolific Twitter comics. So I would think that he'd get a lot of uh, a lot of joy out of you know making his jokes all day long. Are you doing the Twitter game pretty uh, prolifically? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you got to shift what your your um, your supply of dopamine. Just like Maddie was saying, whatever she's she was in Isabel Hagen's great. Um, web series that everyone should go check out um is a is a violist i think it's called but that was i mean people are doing things other things to make them fulfilled and it's it's also really cool it's the same level it's just in a different platform but it's the same level of of you see people doing things that that you want to do or that you know you hadn't even thought of doing before but yeah you got to shift your dopamine uh sources because it's i mean to be honest i i get ecstatic whenever i talk to someone during the day because i'm like Oh, this is human connection. Like yeah. I am more, <laughs> I am more happy talking to you now than I normally w- would be outside <laughs> of a pandemic. I am 
pretty bubbly right yeah, now. Yeah, and normally it's because you'd be like, I don't prank. talk to anyone. Yeah, you'd be like, shit, I got a cop one comic today. <laughs> Fuck. That's another thing I don't need. I have three shows tonight. But yeah, so I mean, when is the next big, like, you know, sitcom for you? Like, I had Todd Montesi on today, and he said something like he's doing. They started getting some of these, like Chuck Norris via Cameo and shit, like, and they're working that into their little sitcom. And, you know, I know Ray DeVito did that thing that had Maddie Smith in it where, uh, was it Liz Mealy or whatever, whatever the fuck her name is? She, I don't know, they broke up in the sitcom and there were, everybody was in it. Like it was fucking Mark Norman was there, uh, as Michael, Michael Harrison, just all these fucking people. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it was just, you know, Bob Biggerstaff was at the end there. Like a lot of former guests were in it. It was great. Like, where is the Zach Russell big fucking, you know, sitcom episode that we're all going to point to and be like, here's what he's been busy doing when he's not busy getting high and cooking a fucking meal? Yeah, no pressure with that. With yeah. That. Yeah. What's yeah. the big thing you've been working on that you want to tell us all about? Oh, do you have one, by the way? <laughs> yeah, because I have. I mean, looking, I'm looking at your stills here on um, Zach Russell Comedy on YouTube, and I yeah. see one that looks like it's a stand-up clip. Have you been apple picking? <laughs> I but of then course you have, have been tra- apple picking. Yeah, but I mean, that's a stand-up short, but then trapped in a college quarantine dorm. What is that? I'm going to fire that up now. Is that like a comedy short? Yeah, it's a short. I mean, it's it's in the it's between a sketch and a sh- it's not really a short film, but it's just this funny ish video that uh, my friend Eric Scott and I put together, just talking about the COVID isolation dorms and how shitty uh, shittily their colleges are handling it. With with they're just not giving them the right provisions that they need to be quarantined in college because uh, nobody really knows what they're doing. And and it, it seems like there's a, some big negligence on some universities' parts, but yeah, you know, um, my I'm really currently I think trying to just post more stuff on YouTube. I mean, I got some things that got some decent traction on there. I did something. This stupid little character of like mom watches Hamilton got <laughs> a lot of views, and yeah, whenever you this. get views, um, yeah. kind of like what Maddie was saying, you have to chase that you have to you have to be like oh well i'm now a comic who talks about the, the musical hamilton <laughs> yeah so right here so is I, dad, dad watching hamilton on disney plus that's hilarious yeah so i did a dad version and that you know that got probably one percent of the views of the other one but, but it's still yeah 1600 views that's fucking amazing i see in the description it says that is the tallest 12 year old i've ever seen i love that well, if you've seen, I mean, I think you'll enjoy it if you've seen if you've seen the musical. But it's just it's just weird, like TikTok and and these other, which you can put on YouTube. I think it's so funny when I see a TikTok that's been put on YouTube. I'm like, you think this little shitty video is so good to migrate platforms? Yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's the, hit, the thing you have to get over. Minuscule, like on, on YouTube compared to TikTok, like they could get a million views on TikTok and get what a thousand on YouTube. But that's the thing you have to get over is yeah. kind of yourself. You're like, I'm going to look like a jackass if I post my TikToks <laughs> on YouTube. But yeah. no, you're not. You're just helping people discover you. And if they like you, then they'll look at it. And if they don't like you, then who cares? Yes. That's fucking uh, Zach Russell, man. That's him on pot just focusing on the one thing. Like, <laughs> yo, man, will people think I'm trash if I don't get a million hits on my YouTube video, bro? Who cares, dude? Yeah, let me smoke some pot. Let me do some parkour, bro. <laughs> let me do some hardcore. Yeah. Well, parkour. Some, oh, yeah. Like, so I'm thinking, like, are you, like, I would actually fire up a Zach Russell comedy video <laughs> if it's you revisiting that parkour night. Are we ever going to see a theatrical reenactment of that night of you doing parkour and just hating it? 
a theatrical reenactment could be yeah. a bit much. I could see I've 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 done it at a few storytelling shows, so I mean I could see doing maybe a, a front-facing video. I don't think you're going to see a multicam Michael Bay <laughs> parkour content coming out of my YouTube anytime soon. But if, if you want to fund it, I'll explore the option with you. Oh, I, I fucking love that. I'm looking at one of your other stills now. It says, comedian proficient in Spanish eats shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah, I, was, uh, I went to D.C. with my friend Gabe Pereira, okay. and uh, he did pretty well. I went up first, and... Okay. Everyone was super drunk and they all happen to be Spanish speakers. I'm kidding. But they everyone was speaking like they they weren't speaking Spanish, but I'll, there was Spanish being spoken. And it was also just more so extremely rowdy. Like they didn't know what a comedy show was. A guy standing up had pissed himself like in, before the show as the host got up and started talking who, by the way, if you're a host, I'm talking about a past time again, but if you're a host at a stand-up comedy show and all you do is talk to the audience, you need to kill yourself. That's not yeah. your job. Because you're you know? teaching them that, it, that it's okay to talk during a show. Talk, that's all he did, was just yeah. interact with drunk people and not even control. He lost control before the show even started. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. Like Some of this stuff on here, it says, perform on a steamboat? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was just about, I mean, I got to hand it to anyone producing stand-up comedy shows right now. That's, you have to go out in a fucking field and erect an umbrella and gather people. It's, it's ritualistic what people are doing. And I think it's great. I think it's great that, that people are doing stand-up in the park and like, we're all just agreeing that it's a show. I love it. It's ritualistic what people are doing. I love it. I have my umbrella. I'm setting up my umbrella. This is what I do with my comedy show, show these days. This is a I show. I love it. And so, yeah, one of them says, and this will be the final question, it says, first impression of Instagram Reels. Like, I have yet to hear somebody who's had experience with Instagram Reels. So tell me about it. Like, how does it compare with TikTok? I don't all I my reaction was just like, oh, great. I have to post something in some other <laughs> shitty place. That was my reaction. Let me tell you one quick thing before we go that just okay. happened to me today that I just remembered is yeah. um, I should have opened with this, but it's I found a, someone's phone okay. on a park bench in Central Park and I unlocked it or so I didn't unlock. I just swiped and it was unlocked. No security. And right. the background is a picture of boobs. Just some but not. Okay, Brian, it's not like it's not like Sofia Vergara, a nude. It's like some woman's personal picture of her yes. own boobs. Oh, my gosh. Um, no, if I were putting a picture of my balls as or yeah. someone else's balls as my background, yeah. I would I would associate it with a four digit security code. Yeah, but maybe it's not. Was I mean, it could have been a dude's phone, and that's his, uh, you know, girl girlfriend's. That's tits or fair. Lock yeah. it up, dude. Lock up your phone, and don't. Le I have his credit cards, which, by the way, it's like a Visa, but it's like Star Wars branded. Yeah, it's like a Star Wars Visa. It's like this guy. Oh, that guy's precious. You'll be able to fill in his backstory pretty easily, like because there can be so many sources of like so many reasons that those boobs were the background on the phone, right. and it's made even that much more hilarious and interesting because he's got a star wars credit card right yeah so yeah. i i am looking forward to meeting him or her if it's her <laughs> it would be funny if it's her phone yeah. and it's her she just like has to remind herself every day that she was that fun that one night <laughs> <laughs> these are my boobs and this is the visa star wars card that somebody gave me to see my boobs and uh, did you go through the rest of the phone to see if there was any more nudes no, no, I didn't go through the phone. All I did yes. was uh, there was a notification that said, like, hope you enjoyed your stay at this hotel. 
and I just saw their email, so I, I emailed them like, "Nice tits, I got your phone." Oh no! And of I didn't course say you nice would, tits. But, yeah, of course uh, you I did say look. you have an interesting background. Let me know <laughs> if you want your phone back. Is this going to be a front-facing video? The explanation of of how this went down. I did post a video on TikTok already. I'm just, yes. I'm kind of just shit posting to TikTok. I think that's an actual strategy. I think okay. that's a content strategy is just post a video of yourself saying something mildly entertaining. And it will okay. probably get hundreds of thousands of views more than a video you spent 20 hours making. Gosh, isn't that just the way of it? Yeah. But also, you're, I mean, you're churning out consistent content. I'm more likely to follow your account anyway. That's true. So that's just so fun. I'm, I'm waiting for that fucking front-facing video because I follow him here, Zach Russell Comedy. And he's, of course, Russell Mania, which was sweeping the nation. And that was the name of his parkour troupe. Indeed. Indeed, my troupe. We traveled yeah. around and we, yeah. uh, we fell in front of audiences. Yeah, and he's fucking Zach Russell Comedy on YouTube where he's just got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of followers, thousands of views. He's the dad watching Hamilton on Disney Plus. That's right, man. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. I appreciate you having me on. This was uh, this is all I was doing. This is the only thing I had to do today. <laughs> I hope you smoked weed beforehand. I did, and uh, I think it showed. <laughs> Dude, Zach Russell, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brian.